Hey everyone, welcome to the eighth episode of Saturday School. If you enjoyed, make sure to follow us on Instagram for updates at mission.inspired. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify or on Anchor at anchor.fm slash satschool. That's S-A-T school. So today we have a special guest, Zach Ebner. He's a senior at Newport High School and he's good friends with Elaine and I. Um, that's really the intro, Zach. Do you have anything you want to add? Hi. Okay. So Elaine and I need to ask you something. What do you, first is, do you watch TikTok? And two is what goes on your TikTok? And this comes from a place of like, Elaine and I were talking the other day and we talked about like this motivational TikTok niche. All right. So like three or four months ago, I started watching TikTok and then I started getting onto teen motivation TikTok, hashtag e-commerce, hashtag teen entrepreneur, hashtag motivation, hashtag like working out. And then it started going on to like teen manipulation TikTok. And then there's this like, this is, there's this like, basically there's people who they sit down, they have really dark music, they have a hood over, and then they pull up this book called The 48 Laws of Power. And then they start like, and they're like law 17, never show your enemy your weak side. So it was like, have you ever experienced that? Uh, the funny thing is, I don't even have TikTok. I, I like uninstalled TikTok like in April of last year and haven't looked back. So my For You page has nothing because I don't even use TikTok anymore. But like, have you seen this kind of content before? Like very aggressive personal yeah. motivation? Like, should I be concerned? <laughs> Do I need to call up the TikTok engineers or something? <laughs> I don't know why no. I've seen this. I, yeah I, i've seen that stuff before like like on instagram reposts of tiktok and stuff it, it's it's pretty weird it's pretty interesting there's there's a lot of really weird people on tiktok yeah i just don't know like never show your enemy your weak side like who is the enemy here like i, I don't understand like who are you trying who's who are you in a battle with as, <laughs> as a 17 year old no but then it's like these 17 year olds giving relationship advice and then they're like applying these dynamics to what is supposed to be like a healthy and supportive relationship like i don't feel like that sounds like very normal or healthy you know 17 year olds versus the world is just the whole it's all of tiktok yeah it's facts. all right well i guess you don't have too much to say about that let's <laughs> talk about zach you're a senior at newport high school are you experiencing senioritis Oh yeah, for sure. The, the the fact that there's online school like compounds it like tenfold. Like I already online school is like makes really demotivates me. But and the fact that I'm a senior just adds to that. And so now I just have zero motivation to do anything. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. If I was in person, it'd probably be a little different. But the fact that it's online makes it like really bad. One hundred percent. What about you, Aaron? Have have you been feeling it? Well, I feel like I've had senioritis since like 10th grade, second semester. I'm not even going to lie. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of true. I think this online school is pretty nice just because I can like, I don't need, I don't need to engage in class because it's online, you know, Zach, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with you. Like I like online school a lot because it's like, I don't have to stay focused hundred percent of the time. I can do what I need to do to learn the material and not like do all the extra stuff. All right. So what do you do uh, during class? Tell me, tell me like it's a normal day. Um, you wake up, school starts at 8 a.m. So I assume you wake up at 8.05 a.m. You turn on your side on your bed, you take up your laptop and you pull up your first period class. But then what do you do? What do you? Um, so I put my computer down and go make breakfast. 
and then I come back and I just uh, either it depends on the class. There's certain classes where I actually pay attention, but most of the classes it's um it's get on my phone, look at Instagram, or play Minecraft, or just like sit there and do absolutely nothing, staring at teams, but not actually like paying attention. One of those three things. So work ethic of an admitted Notre Dame student. Yeah, so yeah. it's the senior work ethic over here. <laughs> right. But do you feel like, um, no, I mean, it's been okay, kind of the same, but I started to pay attention more because I realized that, like, if I don't, if I don't fix my work work ethic now, I'm going to be screwed in college. So I got to fix it preemptively before I really struggle, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Yeah, you're, um, I, I think college will be totally different just because you're taking way less classes, so. Zach, I don't know. Maybe the work ethic is going to have to, you're going to have to tune that up a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. No, you have to self Definitely. No, yeah. In college, like, because it's going to be, like, a whole different story in college. Because, like, classes are actually going to be, like, difficult. I'm going to have to do a lot of self-studying. They're going to be in person. At least at Notre Dame, they're in person. So that's at least helpful. But, yeah, in college, like, <laughs> I definitely won't be like this in college. Let me ask you a question here. And I'm not... No need to get too philosophical here, but is senioritis, is that all in the mental? Like, do you think, oh, I'm a senior, it's the second semester, so I think I have senioritis, and that means you start acting like, you know, unmotivated and stuff? Honestly, not really. I think it just kind of just happens on its own. Like, you, without thinking about it, you just, like, stop caring, and you just, like, start, like, slacking, and then it just, like, grows. Like, you don't realize at first when you have senioritis but then, like, after a while, you're like, oh, this is mega senioritis. So it kind of just happens on its own. So you're in the stage of mega senioritis right now. <laughs> yeah. Sounds bad. Hey. Don't you think it's more like, like, would you say it's more like a lifestyle or is it just applied to academics? Because I feel like for most people, it's kind of a whole lifestyle thing. Like, it impacts their personality, too, and how much they commit to their activities. So, like, uh, people just get burned I, out. Yeah. I don't know. I think for me, like, it's just academics at least because everything else like is basically the same for me like I still like go to work I still play tennis I still do all that stuff and it's about the same motivation if not like more than I used to it's just school work it's just taking the taking the dive ah. that's, that's about it <laughs> yeah that's 100% the same for me just because like it's so boring like it's, yeah like we've been doing this for like forever and it's just like and with online school is I get the freedom to just zone out if I want to and disengage. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like 50 minutes straight of talking. It's really unengaging. It, that certainly doesn't help. I feel I like mean, another thing is like when people get into their early schools, then it's really like, why should I try anymore? Because like, as long as I don't get rescinded, then it doesn't really matter how I do, you know, that's when your true colors will show. <laughs> yeah. That's when it shows who are the people who, really love learning all right there's a real love <laughs> passion for learning and there's like this calling of we see all the people who have just been engaging simply for the letter grades you know what i mean well, well yeah okay honestly i'm split on that one because like it depends on the class some classes i like actually enjoy and i'll take the time to focus in the other ones since the material I'm not actually interested in, then it just zones, zones myself out on its own. All right, Elaine, what stage are you in for senior eyes? 
Tell me about I hit that. mega senioritis like November to January, but after like seeing the ramifications of experiencing mega senioritis, I've decided to, you know, fix my work ethic a bit. So now I'm like back to normal almost. What what ramifications? Well, I didn't get the best grades this semester. <laughs> If, if I'm being really one. honest, yeah, if I'm being really honest, well, not horrible, obviously, but it's like I could have done a lot better. And it occurred to me, like, even with all of the free time I've had, I've not managed my time well. So, like, this is sort of on me. And then if I if I keep this up, it's going to be really bad in college. So, so you've had more study time, worse grades. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So, but that's that's because of the mega senioritis, you know. So then it it taught me that I need to fix my mega senioritis. I don't know why, but my grades are a lot better in online school. Really nice. Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. It's super weird. I think weird. the teachers are way more lenient, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah, there's like there's like no like penalty for late assignments anymore. Yeah, but it's it's like much harder for like at least me to know like what is my homework each week, like week by week, to actually even keep track of my assignments. Yeah, so, it's pretty flex flexible with like deadlines and stuff in general. Yeah. Do you think you'll get, like, let's say high school students are burned out right now, right? Because, you know, senior eyes, blah, blah, blah. But there's four more years of college. So, like, I guess, like, how does that, how does that work? Does it just mean, like, senior eyes is gone again, you're a freshman, and then it comes back four years from now, or people are just burned out? It's just speculation. I mean, for me, like, because I'm going to be 2,000 miles away from home, I think that is going to, like restart the cycle like i think the burnout's gonna go away just because i'm in a completely new location so i think it'll go away on its own and i don't think senioritis will really come back in college because like I, you know seniors do like internships and stuff and they still have a lot like to do in order to get like into the working world after college so that's my thoughts don't you think there's more at stake because like in high school the real incentive is to get into a good college but then like senior year that kind of has already happened so then in college your incentive is to find a high-paying job and I think that's a much more like pressing thing than getting into college you know yeah but like with high school everybody's competing within the same system which is like college applications whereas with jobs everybody's like pursuing different jobs so it's like I guess it's not like everybody's competing in the same pool so the stakes aren't exactly the same yeah all right well I wish you luck, Zach. I hope. Um, <laughs> you're doing engineering, right? Yeah, mechanical engineering. Yeah, woohoo! So, um, I hope you <clears throat> find yourself in Silicon Valley. Work <laughs> Thank you. Um, good stock options. Have to have the good stock options. Maybe free lunches too, spa, showering, and then life is set. Wait, no. I, I think we need to circle back on this for a minute because I've actually talked to Zach about this before, like oh, the God. ideal post-grad life. Could you describe that for us? Because I feel like yours is quite different from like what most people want to do. Yeah, so like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm somewhat of a minimalist. I'm thinking like a very small apartment with a very minimal furniture, but a, a pretty nice engineering job. So like, you know, you spend the first 10 years, like from age 22 to 30 like focusing on getting set up for the rest of your life like you got your nice jobs you focus on working for a while you know maybe find a girlfriend or something and then like spend as little money as possible on everything else and like invest everything and then you'll have a ton of money for the rest of your life 
that's that's the best way to do it in so my you, like retire at 30 well no you don't retire obviously like, you keep working <laughs> but like you, you don't spend money on anything basically for like 10 years and then you'll have a lot of money for the rest <laughs> <laughs> so just like you're gonna buy a couch hopefully it's free on craigs craigslist and then you'll settle with that oh no couch like all i need is like a, a beanbag <laughs> air mattress you need no, an a, air mattress. a beanbag a I, can bean bag. Bag. I can sit in it to use like like work at my desk i can move it i can move it around right it's a beanbag you can move it around and all you need is a beanbag and maybe a table and then like obviously a kitchen like so no chairs no chair you don't need chairs you sit in the beanbag hmm. where do you sleep the beanbag bean yeah the beanbag <laughs> Okay. Interesting. So, but I, I guess like the engineering major is a, like it's a good path to reach that lifestyle that you. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's a comfortable know. job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so where, where, where would this take place? Like a little mm. cottage in England, or like deep in New York, Silicon Valley, or something? Like no, that. no, no. I, I'm not a really big fan of the big cities. You know, it's too crowded, too noisy. Maybe like an apartment in like, or uh, apartment in like suburban Texas somewhere. You know. That would, that would be a good idea. Like I mean, literally Austin. Hasn't there been this like exodus from California, from California, New York, and like Austin's one of the really popular destinations? Yeah, so because prices are about to go up. By the people way. don't yeah. want to pay taxes. That's that's it. Yeah, they but, just want Texas income tax. Like that. exactly, exactly. And that's why like Texas is the best. But there's plenty of big like nice cities in Texas, like San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, Austin, and obviously the center of the city is not is not like in my opinion, the ideal location, but like you move like five miles outside of the city and you got yourself a nice suburban area, flat, nice neighborhood, some good apartments, you know? I heard the utility, utility bills in Texas are really high though. And like another annoying thing is that like everything is kind of far away from each other. So you have to drive. Mm, Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what Texas is like because Texas is pretty big. So everything's really spread out. Texas is big. All right. (laughs) It's big. I I had no idea, guys. Like, thank you for letting me know. (laughs) Okay, well, that sounds good. Um, that sounds like the that sounds like the path. All right, I'm good. Anime. (laughs) Tell me about that. Um what have you been watching right now? Right now? Uh Food Wars. (laughs) Um Yeah. Yeah. And seasonals. Elaine, I know you have some thoughts about Food Wars, right? I just think it's inappropriate. That's all I'm going to say about that. I just find it very inappropriate and distracting. <laughs> the the so first, I not enjoy watching okay. it. Okay, there's, there's, the first season has some fan service. The, the, the rest of them, like, really, like, actually don't. There's very little in the second, third, and on. I'm in the middle of season three. Uh, second and third ones don't really have very much. It's, like, just, like, really dramatic food, like, food wars i guess and it's like cooking it's like it's like a big cooking show that's like with high schoolers and it's it's pretty good but like the fan service does go away all right so before before we delve into like all these animes you watch i want to ask how did you get started into anime because i'm gonna use this moment as a like a how-to tutorial we want more people to be exposed to anime so like um zach you are the blueprint you tell people how to get started how did Uh, you get started so like some of my friends started watching anime like at the start of quarantine back in March, um, and then like it was around uh, I think it was like July and I was just like bored because I had just like watched all of Total Drama, <laughs> like What's the Total that, Drama, like Total Drama Island. 
that? So it's it's a it's like Cartoon Network show. It's like a Survivor. Oh period. yeah, it's a Canadian TV show. Yeah, it, it like, it's good. Like but the Bachelorette. Kind of. No? It's like Survivor, but a cartoon. It's like Love Island. Yeah, it's it's really funny though. It's like a kids comedy show that it's really movie. good. Like I watched okay, okay. it when I was a kid. Anyways, um. And I was like, I want some more TV shows to watch. And so, like, since my friends had started watching anime, I just, like, was like, what's some good anime recommendations? And so I just followed them and just started watching anime. So what did you start with? Attack on Titan. Tell me your thoughts about this. I want to be very clear here. Like, we need a very clear, crisp picture of, like, all the details of how you got started. Tell me what emotions went through you when you watched Attack on Titan. I was like... It was like it, okay, Attack on Titan's really good, and like I was like, "Yo, this is this is pretty good. This is like not like any other cartoons I've watched because like the animation in Attack on Titan's like amazing." And so I was like, mm-hmm. after I watched it, um, I was, I I just like wanted to see like another anime because that one was so good. And so then I just like watched other ones and eventually so just felt. Did, yeah, but how'd you decide? Like, okay, I've watched Attack on Titan, like. I want to watch another one. How do you decide, like, this is going to be my next one? Oh, I, like, I, I just asked for recommendations from my friends and just picked random ones, I guess. Ones that seemed interesting to me. And then eventually, like, now that I've seen a lot, um, I just, like, decide randomly which is the next ones I'm going to watch and just watch them. Yeah, I've seen your list, Zach. I've seen <laughs> Yeah, you... <laughs> <laughs> But, like, what do you think makes anime so much better than maybe, like, Western TV? I, I mean, it's not necessarily that it's better. Because there are some really good Western TV shows. I just really like animated shows in general. Because I've never been a really big fan of live-action TV shows. Like, I've seen, like, part of The Office and never really, like, wa- liked it. But I'd watch cartoons and stuff. That's a controversial and opinion. I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good show. I just don't really like it. And I'm not a fan of live action shows, and so like anime is a lot of animated shows, and there is a large, humongous variety of anime, and so because like of that, that's why I probably like it so much, just because it's like animated and you can do whatever you want with it. It also just makes sense that like the anime industry is massive in Japan. Like there's so much money going to there. Like it's it's really it's obviously like fun, and there's a lot of people going there, so there's just a lot of new ideas, and like obviously the good ones will become really popular you know that it's just like part of the culture the The funny thing is though like the most popular tv in japan right now is (laughs) k-dramas like pretty much everywhere in asia it's definitely not anime like it's yeah Hmm. all right elaine how did you get started i just watched it like from the time i was a kid like i read manga as a kid um i drew manga as a kid and yeah no like no, because I used to watch stuff like Sailor Moon, and then me and my friends would, like, draw all the characters, like, for fun. Just try to, like, copy them. It was really bad, but, like, we used to do that. <laughs> no, but, like, there's so many, there's so many, like, um, slice of life mangas and animes that are, like, a lot older, but they were really popular maybe, like, 10 years ago. And also, like, I think a lot of people watch Sailor Moon as a kid, so, yeah. So you're an old timer. Well kind of not really but like see i had that phase of anime and i stopped watching it like for a while and then i started watching like what was popular from like 2014 to 2016 so like tokyo ghoul attack on titan and i was in middle school and then everybody started clowning on me for watching anime so i was like i, I gotta distance myself from this but then 
so junior year of high school, I had a resurgence of watching anime after there was a lot of new like Netflix titles. And now she, I'm a fiend. So. She was queen for like four years and then she she kind of just yeah into a deep dark hole. No, I have to apologize to you, Aaron, because like at the beginning of junior year, I was roasting you for watching anime. But then look at me now. I'm just the same as you, if not oh, worse. So Elena was roasting me for watching anime when she started watching when she was five years old. All right. Like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And- yeah, I, I used to do that too. I used to roast people for watching anime and then like quarantine happened and now I understand why people watch anime. You Precisely. I, I used to do it too. Don't worry, Elaine. Yeah. What about you though, Aaron? How did you begin? Like very similar to Zach, eighth grade. I um I had a friend. She told me to watch Fairy Tale, and it, that's really where it got all started. And like, um, I've only been watching, really, for like the past three years. Ninety percent of the anime that I've watched is action and just like very kid level animation, where it's like people fighting and powering up. And now, like lately, I've been trying to transition a little bit more into the more adult stuff. You know. So, what's an example of an adult show that you've watched? Um, like the slice of life stuff. The romances, yeah, that's really all. I that, mean, that, but, that kind of adult show, okay. Yeah, that's adult. I mean, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like I used to watch Goku, like that kind of thing, throughout the last four years. All right. Yeah, then, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Minecraft. All right, this is the. <laughs> we're just going down the list, and we want to we want to just explore the things that you've been interested in, Zach, and then we'll go on to some Q and A questions. But, um. Minecraft. You play a lot of Minecraft. Yeah. You play a lot of League. Why I'm you play? Why video games? Okay, video games in general, it's like something I could do with my friends. That's really easy to do. Like I just pull up a video game on my computer and then like ask my friends to play. Like hop on Discord with me and then that's it. We play video games. It's really easy like that. So like, are you? Do your friends? Do they all play a lot of video games or do you see like? Or does it seem like some of your friends have stopped playing video games and like there's less people to play with? Uh, in quarantine, well, before quarantine, that was probably true. But now in quarantine, like that's all ever, that's all my friends and I ever do because there's not really much else to do. So like now in quarantine, we're always pretty much always playing video games. Hmm. All right. Um, how how like what kind of games? Uh, like Minecraft and League. Like, that's basically all I'm playing right now. Uh, I played a lot of Warzone at the start of quarantine, but Warzone kind of died, so I don't really play that much anymore. Um, are you, like, a, a very avid gamer? Like, do you play, like, on weekends? Avid? Avid. Avid. My bad. Sorry. It's not my first language. All right. So, are you, do you play, like, on the weekend, are you somebody who plays, like, from morning to night? Like, I just explain to me, like, do you, are you the type of person to sit down for 11 hours and just game? And, like, no, I've never that I, I don't do that. Like, usually, like, it's for a couple hours at a time. Like, after school ends, and I'll play for two hours, and then I'll, like, go to work and, like, go to tennis practice and stuff like that. And then I'll come home, play for an hour or two at night, and then, like, go to sleep. So it, I don't I don't play for 11 hours straight. I definitely can't, like, do that mentally. I'll get a headache. But, like, I, I do play, like, off and on every day. We're going to move on to the Q&A section. Me and Aaron have prepared a list of questions to ask you specifically. And we're going to start off with some conspiracy theory-related ones. So the first, do you think the Illuminati is real or are people reaching with that? 
Oh yeah, no. Also, we want to preface that, like Elaine and I are not conspiracy theorists. We are simply <laughs> exploring the possibility of whether or not conspiracy theories are true. We don't want to be deplatformed with our um ten to twenty listeners. You know, we have a very big audience. <laughs> we don't want um you know. I don't want to get canceled. We're not spreading this information. I'm really big on the First Amendment, but I just wanted to clarify that. All right, Zach. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> ironically, yes the Illuminati is unironically no I don't think it's actually real but I think that there is like a bunch of people like that are like really high-ranking politicians that have like big secret conspiracy meetings like that kind of thing I think that kind of stuff happens but I don't think they actually control anything like the idea behind like the deep state and like yeah in the background yeah Mm -hmm. like that stuff definitely I think happens but I don't think the Illuminati as it's named the Illuminati is real. Hey, welcome to Illuminati monthly meeting, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I'm just thinking, like, obviously it would make sense for all of our world's leaders to like be in a social network together and like know one another. Well, that's good. Maybe United Nations Elaine. That's- <laughs> no, okay. Not- United Nations is a conspiracy theory. No, not like in a bureaucratic way. Like they just have their own like social circle. You know what I mean? Like they got like the phone numbers of like um Trump had the phone number of like Putin. He was like, "Hey, Putin, yeah, want to want to hop on Fortnite, Putin?" Yeah, exactly. I'm like, all these people are talking about how like this is some big conspiracy theory to like control the world. Like, what that's if they're just playing Fortnite relations. together? They just go like, <laughs> foreign relations. That's called foreign relations. <laughs> <laughs> Diplomacy. No but, no, but like, um, you know, like the Coach Brothers, the Koch Brothers. I don't know how to pronounce them. Like, they're super the, this oil family, or like Purdue Pharma and the the Sackler family that has existed for hundreds of years. Like, I guarantee you, once again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I guarantee <laughs> you that, like, these people, the family have existed for hundreds of years. They probably all have very similar worldviews, and they have, like, probably a ton of influence, ton of money in the relationships, and they can probably kind of, like, play the strings in the background. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. That's for sure. And, like, the financial economic scene. I mean... Makes a lot of sense. We need some whistleblowers, I think. That's what we do. Yeah, but... Overall conclusion, do you guys think the Illuminati in particular is real? No, right? No. Yeah. We're not conspiracy theorists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Um, to the JFK assassination. I don't know if we're going to keep this, actually. I don't know. If this, is, this might be a little political. Was the JFK assassination a one-off collusion where it was just um, this communist who killed JFK? Or do you think there was something in the background? Or do you know nothing about this? I know nothing about this, but I'm I'm willing to bet that it's just a one-off thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. Then let's talk about the coronavirus um, <laughs> conspiracy theory. Tell me about this, Zach. Which conspiracy theory? There's there's this a lot. One? Well, tell us about your favorite one, then. Tell me the one that you oh, believe in the most. The one that I believe in the most? Or do you or not believe... Like, it's just a virus. Like, that's the one I believe in the most. It's just a virus. But the one that I think is the funniest is the one that's people saying 5G towers cause coronavirus. That one's really funny. Can you elaborate? Like, I've never heard this before. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, people are saying that, like, 5G, like, waves or whatever are, like, doing bad things to your body. And that five because of the overuse of 5G in concentrated cities in China, that created the coronavirus and that caused mm. the pandemic. So who, who are, who, what kind of people are saying this? Is this like 
some Facebook group? Is it like a distant relative's um Facebook feed? Is that like where you're hearing this I, kind I, of thing? Like I, I, at the start of like quarantine, like back in March, like there were a bunch of memes about 5G causing coronavirus. And I like did a little bit of research as to where they came from. And it was like people like on Reddit and stuff were actually think thought that 5G caused coronavirus. Unironically. Oh, yeah. That just turned into a giant meme. So T-Mobile and <laughs> T-Mobile and carriers. Verizon, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're oh to boy. <laughs> Big bad Verizon. Big bad AT&T. <laughs> All right. Next question, Elaine. You can take it. All right. What's your biggest pet peeve? And this can be something really uh, shallow or something like deeper about character. Oh, my goodness. That's a hard question. Honestly, like, Probably people who like make weird noises with their mouths when they're eating. Yes, that that's mine too. me out so Wait, much. Did you say this yesterday, Helene? It's okay, Zach. You can continue, but it is the most aggravating, like embarrassing thing ever. If no, you're with them. No, yeah, for sure. Like they're like eating like cheese its and stuff, and they're just smacking their lips. It just <laughs> sounds so gross. That's that's probably my biggest pet peeve. So like just chewing with your mouth closed is something yeah just like you know just like have some simple manners and don't make weird sounds (laughs) no but the problem is like when you're in public and like you're eating you're let's say you're like with a friend and they have this eating problem right and like i just feel like everyone is staring at them because their mouth is like a megaphone speaker to the rest of the (laughs) restaurant you know it's like like it's the elephant in the room it's like everybody can hear yeah yeah and i know like other people are having their own conversations and probably aren't listening to them but i feel like i cannot focus on our conversation or anything else that they're doing because of the way they're eating you know and it yeah that's that's 100 what kind of foods um elicit the most interesting noises would you say for somebody who doesn't chew with their mouth closed like noodles make a lot of funny mm. noises like when they're slurping oh, up noodles <laughs> like ramen noodles yeah that, yeah the slurping noises hey at least they're really into their noodles like you know they're enjoying them at least all right um some historical figures have epith- epithets i don't know how to pronounce that attached their names like the mad or the wise what would you like yours to be? I'll let you think about that, Zach. <laughs> what? Like, wait, what? Like, um, Cyrus the Great. You know. The oh great. yeah, yeah. I, I see. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't need one. Like, if I'm gonna be famous, I, I just want to be Zach Ebner. You can be That's Zach it. the Minimalist. Okay, right? sure. But like, <laughs> just Zach Ebner. My name is famous enough. I don't need a title. Yeah, if you're really a minimalist, you would not need an epithet after your name. Yeah, if you're really a minimalist, you don't need a name. All right, (laughs) (laughs) they'll just know who I am. They don't need my name. They just know. Everyone just knows. Yeah, that's kind of baller. Not gonna lie. So so walk in a room where everybody knows your name, and you don't have to introduce yourself. Yeah. Wow. That's inspirational. I'm gonna write that down tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Elaine, what's your um, epithet? I also don't think I would have one. Like, I just want people to call me Lane. That's it. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? You sa- you sound like you you have a really good one up your sleeve. No, I, I didn't even think about this. Um, I'll be Aaron the man. All right. I'm the man. <laughs> the man. Right. I like it. <laughs> okay. Well, need, obviously, like I'm not gonna walk around and I want somebody to refer to me as Aaron the man. But if I'm gonna ask you, like. Like, you got to think about it, but I guess. Oh, 
so you mean like 20 years, like let's say like 200 years from now when people are writing their A-push DBQs about the great politician Aaron Sia. No, 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 no. It's um, like for you or for me, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to walk around. I don't want somebody to call me um, Aaron, the, um, Aaron the Wise or some shit like that. But if you had to choose one, what would it be? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Next question. What is your biggest phobia? Uh, no, I'm really not scared of much. I guess heights. Like, I just get nervous when I'm like looking over like high railings and stuff. But like, I'm not scared to go on roller coasters and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not really scared of much. Okay. So what about you, Aaron? Is that the fearless? Yeah, I'm fearless. <laughs> <laughs> um, biggest phobia? Oh, I'm scared of rodents. Really? Like, I just like small. I hate small furry animals. Like. And like bugs, like small animals that like are, they just feel very slithery, you know. So like I mean? snakes. Yeah, but like snakes can be like big. all in the same bucket of like snakes, small bugs, rodents. Like they're all kind of, they're all super squirmy and like they go around in corners. Like it's just the connotation. So, how big do they have to be so you aren't scared of them? Like, I'll I'll, I'll do something with my hands right now. Well, I mean, listen. Tell me when. There was tell me when we're good. <laughs> If there's a rodent that's 50 pounds, I'm going to be scared of it, too. Okay, you know? yeah, that's... Okay. A 50 pound I'd probably rat, be more scared of it. Scary. I'd, I'd probably be more scared of it. So, like, you can never have a pet hamster, basically. Oh, I had two pet hamsters. They did not <laughs> live to their Are you full scared life. of them? Yeah, low-key, I was. <laughs> like, I was not a very good owner. I was not a very good owner. Um, yeah, what about you, Elaine? I've been scared of the dark like ever since I was a kid. I don't know why. It's just oh, yeah, like that, that, that's yeah. an obvious one too for me. Yeah. Like, okay. If we had to remove one state from the U.S., which should it be? Uh, like probably like South Dakota. Mm. There's nothing in South Dakota. Like people joke about there being nothing in Wyoming so much that Wyoming has become a thing. But like no one ever jokes about South Dakota not having anything. That's how much South Dakota's forgotten. What about like the farming industry? Yeah, you got like no there's like six states there that can do that. Like Kansas, Nebraska, North Dakota. Like all those states can do it just as well. So why not North Dakota then? I don't know, because North is better than South. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. You know, I told this to Lane. We can't, we can't remove Florida because in case there was a zombie apocalypse, we need somebody. We need a large group of people to hold the line. We need like the gators, and we just we need a defense line for the rest yeah. of them. We need the crazy people to like protect <laughs> our country. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Probably like I don't even know a random state. What about you, Elaine? No. What state is vital? Uh, how about that? All right. What state is absolutely vital? Other okay. Than Florida, because that's already been made clear definitely like texas and california like we could not take those two states away and i would arguably say any state on the west coast um why because you know tech hub washington california entertainment and tech and agriculture and literally everything and oregon's also a huge uh contributor to agriculture in the u.s you know so what about like the entire northeast coast kind of like new york boston yeah, I mean, That's all of those states state. contribute a lot to our country financially as well. But, like, what is in North Dakota? Like, I feel like there's not even a significant enough amount of people there to, like. Okay, okay. Next question. All right. 
Um, what's the quickest way to get you angry? I've been going to anger management lately, so I don't get angry anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like like there's not like one specific thing that'll always get me mad. Like honestly, it depends on the situation. Of like of doing something that bugs me. Like sometimes if someone does something that bugs me, I just like won't care. And sometimes it'll make me mad. I don't know. It's it's not like one specific thing that'll really make me mad. I mean, I guess the mouth chewing makes you pissed. Well, yeah, I think that's more of a pet peeve though. That's not like something that'll make me mad. Yeah, like irritation and anger are different. Yeah. 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 What about you, Elaine? Um, yeah, I would say I'm the same as Zach. Like, I don't feel like I get genuinely angry at people that often, but yeah, like, I think it usually takes a lot of small things to add up before, like, I really get mad at somebody. Like, I usually, it's not like, no, it's never like a one-off event that makes me angry, you know? What about you, Aaron? Probably more of a one-off thing. Like, there's probably something specific that makes me mad, but I don't, like, hold it in. But I, I can't think of anything specifically, you know, like it's kind of what Zach said. It's like just sometimes things make you mad, but you it's not like in the moment. I'm like, OK, this is what's making me mad. I'm going to jot this down <laughs> in my brain and remember. It. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What's a rant you've been holding in, Zach? A rant? Yeah. You can you can rant about your senior writers. <laughs> Some an anime topic. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't. Oh, I guess I can rant about the new Promise Neverland season. Have you guys been watching that? Yeah, I um, I guess people haven't been too happy about that. It's 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 bad. Like the first season's so good. I'm not. I haven't read the manga, so I can't say that like they they ruined it because I don't really know what the story's supposed to be. But like, it's a downgrade. It, it, it's it's a big downgrade from the first. Season. First season was really good. Second season like started out okay, but then like they just like the last three episodes have been like super rushed and so the pacing is completely wrong compared to the first season which like was like a one set of events that had to happen in the first 12 episodes of the first season and they did the events and then the last three episodes have just it's just felt like super random and they don't have a goal in mind for the season and then the, a certain character came back in the most recent episode i'm not gonna say I don't, <laughs> oh yeah some of our listeners might not have might be spoiled but a certain character came back and it's been five episodes like with that big of a character disappearing and, and when animes fall in the manga like uh the light novel in ReZero's case like it's great because i mean it the story's already laid out for you and if it's already like well liked respected in the community like tokyo ghoul and promise neverland manga are then why change it there's no point i mean it's already good why make it well worse you tell him zach you precisely okay next question last one what always makes you nostalgic Ooh, probably like playing old video games like on my playstation or like xbox 360 because like sometimes are on my nintendo like sometimes i'll like play old video games and i'll be like you know i used to play this video game a lot when i was a kid but i haven't touched it in like six years and that that makes me nostalgic Hmm. What about you, Aaron? I haven't felt nostalgic in uh, forever, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't get nostalgic. What about like watching? I know you told me in middle school you really like to watch Logan Paul and Jake Paul. So just watching um, their old videos. I still do, for do you. actually. I still watch <laughs> podcast. Why? It's good. So that does not make me nostalgic. No, but I mean the type of content they were making in like 2015. Like well, those- no, because I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this and be like, be a maverick part of the loging like am i supposed to feel nostalgic or am i supposed to cringe about that now <laughs> no but maybe it's like a callback to your youth in ohio and you're like wow i can picture myself sitting in front of my family pc watching these videos admiring jake paul's entrepreneurial prowess like, <laughs> mind compilations i don't Those make i don't go. remember that because you can admire his entrepreneurial prowess right now in the present I, uh, uh, I mean, okay, I, I, I gotta say, I with that answer. <laughs> like him or not, like him or not, he's made a lot of money and he's yeah. very famous. Exactly. Um, same thing as the TikTok, some of the TikTok people. I told yeah. you this before, Link. The Sway Boys. Yes, 100%. That's fair, um, actually, yeah. No, because they've gone into like, they started doing a lot of venture capital. They made relationships with like people in the valley and in the industry. So, bro, that's really respectable. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like people have this misconception that all they ever do is like make those dance videos, but in reality, like, I mean, that's a very small part of their job and their like income stream, you know. So, yeah, I mean, if they get followers, then it's working, right? Yeah. If I could, um, exactly. If I could do a 10, 10 second clip and then pull three million likes, I would do that. Yeah, I mean, like, I think most people, because the thing about being a creator and having such a young audience is their attention shifts away, like, super easily, like, with, like, that definitely happened with Jake Paul and Logan Paul, too, but because they were so adaptable, like, they still have a lot of, like, media relevancy today, so. He's playing, Logan Paul is playing Floyd Mayweather, you know? Yeah, they, yeah. They, they have relevancy because they're doing stupid stuff, and so they're still famous because, like, it's, like, negative attention is still attention. So uh-huh. they're still they're still like getting followers and clout and money yeah but all i'm gonna say is they know how to grow with their audience's taste so like they keep doing they've always been doing stupid things but like now they're doing stupid things that appeal to 17 year olds instead of 12 year olds so i don't know about that for jake paul but i'd say for uh, paul. yeah <laughs> okay so what makes you nostalgic elaine i would say like i think eating like pork buns because that's what my grandma used to make all the time so it brings a tear to my eye. All right. Okay. Um, Zach, I want to end this off with um, who's going to win the Super Bowl today? Uh, probably the Bucks. It's Brady. Can't bet against Brady. Is he the GOAT? He's the GOAT, yeah. All right. That's it. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Zach. Of course. My pleasure. Big shout out to Zach for being a guest on our eighth episode of Saturday School. If you enjoyed, make sure to follow mission.inspired on Instagram to keep updated with our next episode. We'll see you guys next time, two weeks from now.